Hare Krishna, welcome back to your devotees. Thank you so much for joining us again today. So we are here uh, continuing our meditation on the Rasa Panchadhyay with His Grace Hari Parshat Prabhu. Hare Krishna, Hari Parshat Prabhu. Hare Krishna, my, my pronouns, Jai Shila Prabhupada. Jai, please accept our humble obeisances. Thank you so much for joining us again and continuing this journey through the five wonderful chapters of the Rasa Dance. Um, like everybody is, has been hearing Prabhu, he completed on the first day, the first 29th chapter, and yesterday he completed the 30th and the 31st chapter. And today we're going to continue with the last two chapters of the Rasa Dance. So Hari Parshat Prabhu, please guide us into this journey. Thank you so much. Hare thank you, thank you. Hare Krishna, thank you so much, Govind Priya Mataji, for once again, kindly inviting me to speak upon the final two chapters of the Rasa Panchadhyayi. It's an honor to be invited by the GBC SPT to speak on this wonderful topic. The crest jewel of all topics is the Rasa Panchadhyayi. And I'm very honored that I was kindly considered for speaking upon this particular topic. So before we begin, once again, I would like to begin with Mangala Charan or auspicious invocations in order to ensure that there is auspiciousness for our entire program. So dear devotees, we will begin with Mangala Charan and I'll also share my screen with you so that you can see the screen. So let's begin with Mangala Charan. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Soyam Rupah Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapada Kamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha Namam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Namo Mahapadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gaurat Vishenamaha E Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarupyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namunamaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे शिल प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की जय निताई कौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल सो वंस अगेन डियर डिवोटीज थैंक यू वेरी मच फॉर काइंडली बीइंग हियर इन द थर्ड एंड द फाइनल पार्ट ऑफ दिस प्रेजेंटेशन ऑन द रास पंचाध्यायी ऑन द फर्स्ट डे वी हैव कवर्ड चैप्टर नंबर ट्वेंटी नाइन on the second day we have covered chapter 30 and 31 so in the 29th chapter we have seen how uh the beginning of the rasa panchadhyay krishna attracts the gopis and he calls them in the middle of the night to the dense dark forest and once he calls them to the forest then he asks them various questions regarding worldly morality and when the gopis become a little frustrated then krishna laughs and he decides to have the rasa dance with them then <clears throat> once the rasa dance begins the gopis all of them they become a little proud in their heart and once they become proud in their heart krishna disappears from the rasa arena and once he disappears from the rasa arena they <clears throat> become extremely dejected and after becoming dejected they cry out loudly which was the gopi geeta and then krishna now suddenly appears again but before we continue ahead i would like to begin with a statement from shila prabhupad shila prabhupad uvacha prabhupad says in the introduction to teachings of lord chaitanya krishna who was 15 or 16 at the time was not married nonetheless he called these girls from their homes and invited them to dance with him that dance is called the ras leela dance and it is the most elevated of all vrindavan pastimes krishna is therefore called gopinath because he is the beloved master of the gopis <clears throat> so once again dear devotees this is the final part of the three part presentation on the rasa panchadhyay and still you know i have my own doubts about my qualification about speaking this topic this topic is the most poetic topic of all in the 10th canto and it requires an expert kavi a bhakta kavi a devotee poet to actually do justice to this topic so a personality like myself is certainly not worthy of doing this justice still i would like to say something in regards to this because when the devotee poet shri hari suri 
also began composing his literature bhakti rasayanam he had one particular doubt in his mind the doubt which he had was whether his composition bhakti rasayanam was good enough and filled with all the literary ornaments that could do justice to krishna leela so he thought about it a lot and <clears throat> in his bhakti rasayanam introduction he wrote the following verse that there may not be so many ornaments in my speech but my speech will have one ornament so this is the verse that he composed at the beginning of his bhakti rasayanam सौभाग्यास्पदमेकमस्तिम चेत्कुंकुम सौभाग्य प्रतिदनाय तदल किूषातरवत्कता प्रगलभवनिता सौभाग्यसंधायक मुख्यम श्रीपतिभूषण विजयते न्यास्तालंकृति सो हि सेस श्रेरी सुरी सेस सौभाग्यास्पदम एकमस्ति महिला भालेशु महिला भालेशु इफ यू सी अ लेडी सौभाग्यास्पदम एकमस्ति देर आर मेनी ऑर्नामेंट्स विच शी कैन वेर which can increase her auspiciousness but shri hari suri says ekamasti but one ornament is main the most important ornament of a lady is bhale shuchet kumkumam on her forehead she should wear the auspicious mark of a kumkum a red dot to denote that she is married saubhagya pratipadanaya tadalam this one ornament on her forehead is enough to denote her saubhagya her good fortune kim tatra bhushantarai what is the need of other ornaments evam matkavita pragalbhavanita so shri hari suri says similar are my words they are like that bold lady who did not wear any other ornaments but सौभाग्य संधायक माय पोएट्री माय वर्ड्स आर वेरिंग ओनली वन मेन ऑर्नामेंट मुख्यम श्रीपति भूषण दे आर वेरिंग द तिलक ऑफ भगवान श्री कृष्ण ऑन देम लॉर्ड कृष्ण इज प्रेजेंट इन माय वर्ड्स एंड दैट इज माय बिगेस्ट ऑर्नामेंट न्यास्ताम नवालंकृति लेट देर बी नो अदर ऑर्नामेंट but let shri krishna be present as the brilliant tilak on the forehead of my words that is the only ornament i need for denoting my good fortune that is my only good fortune dear devotees a very sweet verse this is the translation for expressing good fortune the only ornament needed on the forehead of a lady is her kumkuma mark of being married what need is there for any other ornament similarly my speech and poetry is like that bold lady whose only ornament denoting her good fortune is that krishna is present in it 
as the brilliant kumkuma mark what need is there for any other ornamentation so dear devotees just like a simple kumkum on the forehead of a lady is enough for denoting her good fortune similarly my speech may not have any other ornamentation but it has the kumkuma of bhagwan shri krishna being present in it and that is the only qualification with which i am taking the risk of speaking on rasa panchadhyay so dear devotees let's move ahead in this wonderful topic we heard in the previous chapter that the gopis were crying out loudly and when the gopis cried out loudly in the forest you know they were crying out loudly to krishna and suddenly something happened krishna with a smiling face came back amongst them so it is described in the shrimad bhagavatam by shrila shukadev goswami shrila shukadev goswami says tasam avirabhu chaurihi smayamana mukhambujah गोपीस so it seems that shilashukadev goswami is also you know hitting krishna with his sarcastic words shaurihi at that time the brave descendant of the shura dynasty avir abhut appeared again tasam amongst all those gopis smayamana mukham bujah mukham bujah his lotus face was smayamana smiling pitambaradharah he was wearing his yellowish golden cloth sragvi and he had a forest flower garland around him sakshan and he appeared as if personified manmathamanmatha as personified cupid of all cupids cupid is known as manmatha manomathnathi iti manmatha he who churns the mind he who shakes the mind vigorously like an elephant shakes a feeble plantain tree that is manmathah that is cupid similarly krishna is manmatha manmathah he is cupid's cupid so he is able to even agitate cupid with his pastimes so krishna that krishna appeared back this is the translation then lord krishna with a smile on his lotus face appeared before the gopis wearing a garland and a yellow garment he directly appeared as one who can bewilder the mind of cupid who himself bewilders the mind of ordinary people so dear devotees when that happened all the gopis felt as if their prana vayu their life airs had returned back to them they were experiencing viraha in his absence they were experiencing his separation 
and separation has 10 stages dasha dasha the final stage being mrityu or almost death so they were on the verge of mrityu they had almost left their bodies but krishna appeared again and krishna's presence revived them completely now we should not think that they were suffering materially because there is absolutely no question of material suffering in the past times of bhagwan shri krishna so in any case when krishna appeared there they felt as if their lives were back and the more that they were drinking the nectarian beauty of bhagwan their eyes had turned into patras vessels for drinking the flowing beauty that was flowing from krishna's body and they were not satisfied at all they were completely dissatisfied and at that point of time the various sakhis they all surrounded krishna all of them surrounded krishna and all the very all of these sakhis they directly fulfilled their desires by touching different parts of krishna's body so as they had sung in the gopi geet some gopi had said please you know let me touch your hands some gopi had said please keep your feet on our chests some gopi had said please give us the nectar of your lips so all those gopis who had desired something they got their desires fulfilled on the spot by bhagwan shri krishna so it is described by all the acharyas that there were eight prominent sakhis although shukadev goswami doesn't give the names shukadev goswami just gives the names of seven sakhis so one gopi did this he says another gopi did that another gopi did that and another gopi did that but the acharyas such as shilajiva goswami shri sanatan goswami they give the details of what was the name of each and every gopi so first and foremost shri shukadev goswami says that there was one gopi who held his right hand with both her hands the acharyas inform us that this was the gopi named chandravali so this is the first of the eight gopis and another gopi she took the right arm of krishna and placed it upon her shoulder so this was the sakhi named shyama some also say shyamala so same shyama sakhi or shyamala sakhi so she took the right arm of krishna and placed it upon her shoulder then there was a gopi who took the remnants of the pan the betel nut leaf that krishna was eating he took the rem- she took the remnants of that pan in her hands so she made a vessel out of her hands and she made a karpatra vessel out of her hands and she took the remnants of krishna's pan in her hands so the acharyas inform us that this was shaibya sakhi then there was another sakhi 
who took his right foot and placed it upon her breasts. So the Acharyas inform her us that this was the Sakhi named Padma. Then there was a Sakhi who was sitting right in front of Krishna, who was frowning very lovingly upon Krishna while biting on her lower lip. Dear devotees, this was the crest jewel of all the Sakhis, Srimati Radharani. So she was displaying her anger by looking at Krishna and by frowning very lovingly upon him. Then there was a Sakhi named Lalita, who is Srimati Radharani's dear friend, who was gazing constantly at Krishna without blinking. Then another Sakhi, she did not touch Krishna, but she closed her eyes sat down at one place and immersed herself in Krishna's thoughts. So this was the Sakhi named Vishaka. She had entered into Samadhi at that point of time. So these seven Sakhis are mentioned by Srila Shukadev Goswami. The eighth Sakhi is not mentioned, but her, but her name is mentioned in the Vishnu Puran. It's her mention is there in the Vishnu Puran and the Acharyas give her name. So there was a Sakhi named Bhadra. And she constantly sung Krishna's names. So in this way, all the Sakhis surrounded Bhagavan Shri Krishna. And all of them interacted with him in this way. Now the Acharyas have given realizations on each and every activity. Sri Harisuri composes many, verse, many verses on each and every activity. So I am showing a small sample of what he wants to say. So first and foremost, Sri Hari Suri says that there was a gopi who was holding Krishna's hands. That was Chandravali. By holding Krishna's hands, what was she trying to indicate? So he says the follows. The following verse he speaks. Natvam kuru punah pragvat naham kuriyam punah prabho tatkaram svakare nyadhar iti sachapathayakim. So Shri Suri says that one takes somebody's hands in their hands in order to make a promise. So Sri Chandravali Sakhi, she had taken Krishna's hands in her hands as if to say the following. Natvam kuru punaha pragvat. You please do not act like you just acted now, like you disappeared. Please do not disappear again. You give me that promise. And I give you a promise. We all give you a promise. Naham kuriyam punaha prabhu. We all will not again develop pride. Tat karam swakare nyadhat. For this reason, she took his hands in her hands. Iti sachapathayakim. For promising in this way, she performed this activity. So this is the translation. O Krishna, please do not repeat this act of disappearing again. We too promise 
that we won't repeat our act of becoming proud. The gopis took his hands in theirs as if to exchange these promises. So this is the hidden reason for the gopi taking Krishna's hand in her hand. So I will give another example. So Sri Hari Suri says that one of the gopis had collected the remnants of Krishna's pan, tambul, in her hands. So he gives he gives the reason for why she did that, and he composes this beautiful verse. So the gopi was thinking, Tambulam Ishamiva. This pan is exactly like Krishna. This betel nut leaf is exactly like Krishna. Why? In the beginning, this betel leaf doesn't have even a little bit of raga, doesn't show a little bit of raga. Raga here means redness, reddish color. Similarly, in the beginning, Krishna doesn't show any raga. Raga here means attachment. But if you associate closely with it, with the betel nut leaf, if you, you know, if you chew upon it, then it shows immense raga, immense redness. Similarly, if you associate closely with Krishna, if you serve him, then he shows immense raga, immense attachment. This tambula, this betel nut leaf is just like Krishna. Viksha, knowing this, tatasta dhatat sevatatihi, so she decided, I will serve this betel nut leaf. Because serving this betel nut leaf is like serving Bhagavan Shri Krishna. Itisanjali nadadhar, for this reason, very respectfully, she took that betel nut remnants in her hands. This is the translation. This tambula, pan, is just like Krishna. Initially, there is no raga. Raga means redness or raga also means love in there. But as soon as you come in close contact, there is immense raga to be found. Thinking in this way, the gopi took the betel nut leaf in her hands. So dear devotees, in this way, the acharyas have given so many realizations on each and every activity that the gopis performed. So, after that happened, the gopis were still unhappy about Krishna disappearing from the Rasa dance. So, they had already surrounded him. And when they surrounded him, then, you know, they wanted to ask some question to Bhagavan Shri Krishna. And... Krishna understood that although, you know, their mental anguish is dissipated, but, you know, 
these gopis have made me seated down in order to ask some questions so the gopis they displayed some external anger at that point of time their eyebrows were displaying anger and they were looking at him they were touching his hands and then the gopis asked him a question what question did the gopis ask so this is described shri krishna had awakened romantic desires within the gopis and they honored him by glancing at him with playful smiles gesturing amorously with their eyebrows and massaging his hands and feet as they held him in their laps even while worshiping him however they felt somewhat angry and thus they addressed him as follows so now we see here their devotees the gopis are in constant physical touch with krishna now they don't want to let him go <laughs> last time then in the rasa dance you know sometimes they lost touch of krishna and in that occasion he disappeared now they don't want to let go of the touch of krishna they always want to touch krishna now we will not let him go we will you know we will hold him tightly so we will not let him go so they were all holding him they were holding his hands they were holding his feet <laughs> as if they made him a captive and then they asked him some questions <clears throat> so the gopis are sarcastically asking krishna there are many types of people in this world some individuals they love only those individuals who love them so the gopi said you know one type of individual is that who loves only those individuals who love him that is the first type of individual then they said the second type of individual some other individuals they love even those who do not love them this is the second type of individual so they love somebody even if that other person doesn't love them back and dear krishna now comes the main there are some individuals who don't even love the individual who loves them forget about loving the individual who doesn't love them so some individuals love nobody such loveless individuals now krishna please tell us who is superior amongst all these individuals please tell us krishna which category are you in krishna indirect question <laughs> which category do you fall in krishna seems to be a rhetorical question because the answer is already known to them it seems they know that krishna falls in the third category as prabhupad would say third class <laughs> so <laughs> the gopis had declared krishna to be third class the first person is somebody who loves even those who doesn't love them back first class the second person second class somebody who loves people only if they love him third class is somebody who loves nobody krishna tell us who is the most superior and what is indicated is which category do you fall in and why do you think you fall in that category so <clears throat> krishna started replying krishna said my dear gopis please listen to me 
you said first category is the individuals who love only those who love them back so in my opinion such individuals are driven by selfish interests so i do not consider such individuals as very superior you see our acharyas immediately point out paropadesh pandita very good in giving big you know exotic lectures very good paropadesh giving instructions to others on morality you know on religiosity but himself you are third class that is the you know that is what the indication of the gopis is then krishna says individuals who love even those who do not love them are really most compassionate and he gives the example of parents so you know parents they love their children even if the children don't love them so good parents of course in today's world there are so many parents who you know don't love uh, their children but still krishna said krishna speaks about loving parents who love their children even if the children do not love them back so that is blemishless faultless love so <clears throat> after this krishna said but there are some who love nobody now krishna is going to elaborate upon this because krishna knows that he is falling in this category <laughs> the gopis think that he falls in this category so krishna says there are some who love nobody including those who love them so then krishna says actually such individuals are of four types what are the four types then krishna says first is those sages who are absorbed in samadhi and they are unaware of the external world so if there is a sage who is in samadhi and uh, some lady comes to him and proposes love so she is you know she is expressing love towards him but he is in samadhi he is unaware of the external world so he will not even open his eyes so this is the first type of person who doesn't love back even the person who loves them then krishna said second type of person is somebody who is completely self satisfied atmaram so a person who is completely self satisfied who doesn't need anything or anyone to become satisfied that person you know will not love even those who love him and then krishna says the third category of persons are ungrateful people completely ungrateful people and the gopis then you know they looked at him smilingly finally your category has come krishna <laughs> but krishna was not willing to fit himself in this category krishna said the fourth is those who are hateful of others you know people who are genuinely sad in life who hate others such people do not love back even those who love them so the gopis wanted to place krishna in category c 
or that he doesn't love back because he is ungrateful but krishna had something else in his mind so krishna told him i do not belong to any of these categories you know these four categories these four people and you said that you were thinking that i am of that category who doesn't love even those who love them but i am no none of these four i am most compassionate but please note i do not immediately respond to someone's love and devotion and i do not reveal myself why so that they continue to meditate upon me so i do not reveal myself very quickly you know I, even though i am most compassionate i'll take care of the devotee the devotee will not have any issues in his food the devotee will not have any major issues in his shelter the devotee will not have any major issues in his life you know but i will not very quickly reveal myself to the devotee why because i want that the devotee should continue to meditate upon me just like a penniless man who had who, who had a lot of money but then he lost everything and then he continues to meditate upon that money you know a penniless man he meditates on money in many ways in the padyavali it is described that uh, uh, a miser a penniless man he always thinks that uh, tomorrow how much money will i collect today how much did i collect you know how much is my total sum of money he's always counting similarly krishna says that i want devotees to count or meditate upon me again and again for this reason i do not you know immediately appear in front of them but i have appeared in front of you now please so don't think that i am a heartless person so krishna spoke to the gopis in this way <clears throat> in this way krishna managed to dodge the accusation of the gopis and uh, after dodging the accusation of the gopis then you know krishna expressed very clearly to the gopis that actually you have renounced everything in the world for me everything in the world for me you have even you know renounced the injunctions of the vedas to be faithful to one's husband to relatives etc you have renounced even the vedic rules and regulations in order to be with me therefore krishna speaks one of the most important verses of the 10th canto of course it's one of the most important verses of the shrimad bhagavatam na paireye ham niravadya samyujam स्वसाधुत्यम विबुधायुषा वह यामाजंदुर्जरगेह शृंखला संवृश्य तद्व प्रतिया साधुना न पारेहम आई कैनॉट पे यू बैक निरवद्य संयुजा स्वसाधुत्यम विबुधायुषा वह स्वसाधुत्य विबुधायुषा इवन यू नो इफ within the entire life of brahma 
whatever swasadhu kritya whatever spotless service you have rendered i cannot repay it back you know he says your connection with me is beyond reproach you have worshiped me bhajan abhajan turjal geha shrinkala samvrishya by cutting off those domestic ties which are very difficult to break tad vah pratiyatu sadhuna then krishna says therefore please let your own glorious deeds be your compensation the acharya say what sort of compensation is this when you give some compensation you have to render service in return because krishna he has said in the bhagavad gita ye yatha mam prapadyante tam stathaiva bhajamya as individual surrender to me i reciprocate accordingly so what are you doing here krishna where is your reciprocation is your reciprocation only that you appeared in front of them and were smiling that cannot be reciprocation so the acharyas say that when krishna said that please let your own glorious deed be your compensation actually krishna said that you know he is defeated i will not be able to pay you back i'm sorry i will not be able to pay you back so krishna this means that the words that you spoke in bhagavad gita ye yatha mam prapadyante tam stathaiva bhajamya ham those words are defeated by the gopis the answer is yes i have been defeated by the gopis love i have been defeated by shrimati radharani's love definitely it's a fact and the acharyas point out that this is not the only place in the bhagavatam where krishna is going to speak such a thing krishna also in another place in the bhagavatam speaks a similar sentence to shri mati rukmini devi in shrimad bhagavatam 10th canto chapter 60 verse 57 he says vayam prati nandayamah <coughs> so in the translation he says you know i can do nothing to reciprocate except joyfully thank you for your devotion i can do nothing to reciprocate but you are the acharya of bhagavad gita you are saying that i reciprocate with everyone according to how they surrender to me so why are you not reciprocating oh shauri oh brave descendant of the shura dynasty is this a kshatriya is a dasak kshatriya waver from his promise after giving a you know open promise to everyone in the world have you heard of the previous kshatriyas great kshatriyas maharaj raghu maharaj shibi shibi who cut his own flesh and offered it in order to save a pigeon these are kshatriyas who are you you are breaking your promise on every you know comfortable instance whenever it is comfortable for you you break your promise you have gone against your own words in the bhagavad gita therefore paropadesha panditah therefore very pandit only in giving unsolicited advice to others that's all nothing else that's all that's what he is it is clear now to us that krishna doesn't walk 
his own talk so of course this is krishna's sweetness and actually nobody should be able to pay back nobody should say that the gopi's debt can ever be paid back this reminds me of an incident in the brihad bhagavat amritam in the brihad bhagavat amritam once in dwaraka krishna was lamenting immensely as he was suffering in separation from the vrajavasis as he was suffering in separation from nanda maharaj and yashoda krishna used to cry hot tears of you know love separation anxiety when he used to remember nanda maharaj and mother yashoda at night so one day the dwaraka vasis they all got together when he was in dwaraka they all got together and then they said you know that uh, we should do something because in dwaraka krishna is crying every day for these uh, cowherds he didn't learn the ways and manners of the city people it seems he still crying for his cows and his village and his you know farms now he has his entire kingdom now and he displays this weakness of crying for those villagers so we should do something about it so then there was kamsa's mother her name is padma so padma said we'll do something we will ask nanda maharaj to tell krishna that krishna is not his real son and in return what we will do is we will give something to nanda maharaj what will we give we will calculate each and every morsel of food that nanda maharaj fed krishna we will ask gargamuni is very expert in calculation we'll ask him to find out how many morsels of food nanda maharaj fed krishna and that much amount of money and gold we will give to nanda maharaj we'll ask him to say that krishna is not your son when this news reached krishna's ears when these words reached krishna's ears krishna was shocked beyond his life dear devotees the yagya patnis the wives of the brahmanas had fed krishna only once in their lives and krishna cannot repay their debt and here padma is thinking that nanda maharaj who fed krishna so many morsels of food every day with his own hands they will repay the debt of nanda maharaj so this is simply a cruel joke on krishna himself destiny has played a cruel joke upon bhagwan dear devotees and krishna agreed to you know once again resume the rasa dance so after union there was separation after separation we are again on the embankment of union and the rasa dance then again began shrimad bhagavatam describes the festive rasa dance commenced 
so this is the next chapter you know the festive rasa dance commenced with the gopis arrayed in a circle lord krishna expanded himself and entered between each pair of gopis and as that master of mystic power placed his arms around their necks each girl thought he was standing next to her alone the demigods and their wives were overwhelmed with eagerness to witness the rasa dance and they soon crowded the sky with their hundreds of celestial vimanas airplanes shri hari suri says vimana means airplane but vimana vigato mana yasmat which means devoid of mana or devoid of pride so the demigods knew that the gopis had displayed mana and therefore krishna disappeared from their vision so we will take shelter of vimana <laughs> one meaning of vimana is airplane one meaning of vimana is pridelessness <clears throat> and then we will be able to see the residents therefore they all took shelter of vimanas their airplanes and came there <laughs> so sweet take on the word vimana so here it's interesting thing shri vallabhacharya says that between two gopis uh, there was one krishna and shri vishwanath chakravarti thakur says that every gopi had her personal krishna so shri shukadev goswami describes that on the sandy banks of the yamuna there krishna began his rasa krida and uh, what is the meaning of rasa you know uh, sanatan goswami gives the meaning of rasa there is in natya shastra of bharat muni the term rasa is defined what is the definition of rasa natair grihit kanthinam anyanyatkarashriyam nartakinam bhaved raso mandali bhuya nartatam which means you know a dance in which a number of female dancers are there with their hands interlocked in the company of men who place their arms around the neck of the ladies that is known as rasa dance according to bharat muni's natya shastra so sanatan goswami <coughs> has given the traditional definition of rasa dance but you know it doesn't mean that only that was the only dance step that they were putting their hands around each other's necks and you know swinging around of course there are many other steps but this is the prominent indicator of rasa dance the prominent indicator is that the ladies and the men they you know, put their arms around each other's necks and they dance and propad used to compare it to a ball dance so that's what it was so dear devotees when that happened you know then it is described in the shrimad bhagavatam ahead that suddenly all the kettle drums started sounding and showers of sumanas flowers were falling and the gandharvas were singing accompanied by their consorts and in that arena the ornaments of the gopis the anklets the bracelets were tinkling 
and tinkling and tinkling as if the bracelets and anklets were very happy. So, you know, in this entire Rasa dance, Krishna appeared like a brilliant bluish greenish emerald amongst embedded in a pair of golden beads. So just like, you know, there are two golden beads and between two golden beads, there is one brilliant bluish emerald. Then again, two golden beads and bluish emerald. Then again, two golden beads and bluish emerald. <laughs> so Krishna appeared like a brilliant Mahamarakata, a great bluish emerald between golden beads. <clears throat> so this was the Rasa dance. So here, the Acharyas describe and there are so many realizations if we don't have time for all of them. But I'm giving one sample, some taste. That Shihari Suri says the tinkling about the tinkling anklets and bangles. What were the anklets and bangles saying <laughs> as they tinkled? So he gives a verse. Bhagavat Sangi Sangasya Mahatmyam Muniniritam so the bangles were saying Bhagavat Sangi Sangasya Mahatmyam Munina Irita Muni Vyasadev has spoken of Bhagavat Sangi Sanga the glories of associating with someone who is associated directly with the Lord. Right? Hasn't he spoken the glories of that? So, Vyasadev has glorified the, not so much the association of Krishna, but he has glorified even more the association of that individual who is associated with Krishna. Now, see, Pashyat Asmasutatspasham, see in us, we have associated directly with Krishna. And we have associated also directly with those gopis who are associated with Krishna. <laughs> we got best of both the worlds. So all glories to us. In this way, they made a loud noise proclaiming their own glories. <clears throat> this is the translation. Vyasadev has immensely glorified the direct association of those who are Bhagavat Sangi associated with the Lord. Now, Look at us as we exemplify this fact. As if shouting out their own glories, the ornaments of the gopis started making sounds. So in this way, dear devotees, the rasa dance began. Now, it is described ahead that when the gopis were dancing, you know, Krishna was dancing with them. So the gopis' hairs got loosened. You know, the strings of the clothes of the gopis, they were loosened. You know, the pearls were loosened. You know, the flowers on their hairs were loosened. All these things loosened out when the gopis were dancing with Krishna. Srihari Suri composes a brilliant verse at this point of time. Is nothing short of brilliance in devotional service. 
when he hears when shrihari suri hears that the hairs are you know loosening out the strings of the clothes are loosening out you know the pearls are loosening out the flowers are loosening out then he composes a verse kesha mukta guno mukto nadbhutam surutotsave chitram mukta punar mukta mukta sumanasopicha he says kesha mukta the hair got liberated guno mukto the strings guna means strings another meaning of guna is three modes of material nature even the three modes of material nature got liberated on seeing this rasa dance na adbhutam nothing surprising about this suratotsave this is the great festival of love but chitram i am most surprised to see muktaha punar mukta he says muktaha mukta means pearls punar mukta also got liberated hidden meaning muktaha those who were already liberated punar mukta they got again liberated because there are many gyanis liberated souls atmarams who are jivan mukta but when they hear this rasa dance they become truly liberated from birth and death so chitram mukta punar mukta how astounding that mukta externally it seems that he is speaking about the pearls mukta but he is not speaking about that mukta punar mukta amazing even the liberated got liberated again mukta sumana sopicha and sumana means flower so mukta sumana sopicha and flowers were also liberated externally it seems that shri hari suri is saying that even the flowers were liberated but dear devotee sumana means individuals who have a very beautiful mind the devotees even the devotees were fully liberated sumana saintly souls who have a beautiful mind were also completely liberated although they are already liberated in this world but they were again liberated by hearing this rasa dance and this is what surprises me the most this is the translation the hairs of the gopis were liberated the gunas one meaning is strings another meaning is modes of nature were all liberated nothing surprising about it what surprises me is that even the mukta pearls or liberated souls were liberated and even the sumanasas flowers or saintly minded were liberated again sweet realization dear devotees at this point of time when shri shukadev goswami you know describes this parikshit maharaj starts having some doubts in his mind of course these are the acharyas tell us these are not the doubts of parikshit maharaj parikshit maharaj is still seeing there are some people unqualified for madhurya ras in the audience and he knows well this is the perennial problem of speaking rasalila you know one person who is not sahriday one person who is not uh, favorable to madhurya ras comes and spoils the entire show rains upon the parade and spoils the entire show and after the program he says i didn't like it 
i didn't like your presentation uh, i don't like this madhurya ras why don't you speak on other rases are baba what is your allergy towards madhurya ras oh i don't like it then what do you like which rasa do you like do you like the rasa of gyan nirvishesh impersonal gyan like camels biting on thorns and then eating their drinking their own blood do you like to taste the blood of your own renunciation that rasa you like so don't you know taste the blood of your own renunciation and then call it rasa true rasa is in these pastimes of bhagwan but parikshit maharaj saw there are some arasikas and he said that you know shirasi malika 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 oh brahma give me if you want to give me any benediction give me only one benediction now please on my forehead you are writing my fortune on my forehead on my forehead please give me one benediction may i never 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 speak this katha in front of an arasika because an arasika he is like a dead fly who comes and falls into a packet of sweets and he falls and spoils the entire lot of sweets and when people eat those sweets they get diarrhea that's how that is an arasika he comes in an assembly he sits there and after the entire program is over he says i don't think this is bona fide and spoils rains on the entire parade spoils the mood of the entire assembly spoils the mood of the entire assembly sahitya sangeet kala vihina sakshat pashu puchha vishanahina bhartri hari says people who are devoid of sahitya taste in literature sangeet taste in music kala taste in 64 arts vihina these people don't have taste sakshat pashu two legged animals only one difference puchha vishanahina these two legged animals don't have a tail and horn otherwise two legged animals nothing else so dear devotees parikshit maharaj saw some people are there in the assembly who are thinking like this and shukdev goswami was continuing you know their garments were fluttering their earrings were rocking their cheeks their perspiration were trickling and krishna wiped out their perspiration krishna wiped their perspiration from their face it is described in the shrimad bhagavatam so the face is known as mukha and the perspiration is known as shrama so this shrama or perspiration belonging to the mukha or face is known as mukhya shrama or shrama perspiration belonging to the face mukhya so shri hari suri says krishna drove away the mukhya shrama of the gopis so the immediate meaning is mukhya shrama means the perspiration on the face hidden meaning is shrama means hard work effort labor exhaustion and mukhya means the main the most important hard work effort labor exhaustion in this world that is repeated birth and death 
so krishna drove away everybody's mukhya shrama not only the gopis but also of all the listeners krishna drove away the mukhya shrama the main labor main effort in this world that is repeated birth and death so in this way when this katha was going on at that point of time you know shri parikshit maharaj he started asking a question what did he ask parikshit maharaj said oh brahmana the supreme personality of godhead the lord of the universe had descended to this earth along with his plenary portion balram to destroy irreligion and reestablish religious principles indeed he is the original speaker follower and guardian of moral laws then how could he have violated his own laws by touching other men's wives oh faithful upholder of vows please destroy our doubt by explaining to us what purpose the self satisfied lord of the yadus had in mind when he behaved contemptibly so in this way parikshit maharaj asked a question so when shukadev goswami heard this question shukadev goswami was surprised shukadev goswami said parikshit maharaj this so called righteousness and you know Uh, unrighteousness uh, it is only you know these rules apply only to anishwar somebody who is not ishwar but it cannot apply to ishwar just as fire can consume everything even impure substances so a person who is not an ishwar somebody who is not the supreme lord should never ever mentally think of committing such transgressions a person who does like that is like rudra shiva drinking poison somebody if he somebody imitates rudra and drinks poison rudra will never die but this person will die who is imitating therefore one should never 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 try to imitate these activities and do not think that there is anything incorrect in the activities of bhagwan shri krishna so you know in shukdev goswami is explaining in this way so the commentators they come to the rescue of us devotees and they explain the meaning of shukdev goswami's words in many ways to us shri hari suri gives verse after verse after verse after verse explaining why we should never have doubts on these pastimes of krishna so shri hari suri he expresses the heart of shukadev goswami rajan satyam idam nishiddham ihaya kuriyan tajatu chit shastram kintvidam anvitam bhavati bhos tatraivayosmin sada raja gyavadalam bibheti vidhita sampratyayam tu prabhu शास्त्र Chastram, it is given in Chastra. Kintvidam anvitam bhavati bhos. 
बट दिस शास्त्र बिकम्स एप्लीकेबल ओनली टू दोस त्रैवयोस्मिन सदा राजा ज्ञावदलम बिभेती who is subject to the rules of the shastra just like ordinary citizens are subject to the rule of the king ordinary citizens are afraid of the rule of the king similarly everybody in the universe should be afraid of the rule of shastra why because shastra has been created by vidhi the devotees vidhitah he sees in, in the third line he says vidhitah vidhi means brahma vidhi is the name of brahma so all the vidhis all the rules have been created by vidhi brahma <laughs> so all the vidhis have been created by vidhi but samprat ayam tu prabhu but dear parikshit our krishna is the supreme lord and sarvasyapi vidher api prativide is the father of all vidhis <laughs> he is the father of all rules and regulations and he is also the father of all brahmas रीजन फॉर हिम फियरिंग विधि वेन कृष्णा डजेंट फियर दी ओरिजिनल विधि ब्रह्मा वाई शुड ही फियर एनी अदर विधि एनी अदर रूल एंड रेग्युलेशन सो दिस इज दर्सलेशन ओ किंग परीक्षित इट्स अ फैक्ट वट एवर इज फॉरबिडन इन स्क्रिप्चर शुड नेवर बी डन हवेवर दिस विधि और रूल इज एप्लीकेबल ओनली टू कंडीशन entities who are afraid of negative reactions and are forced to accept these vidhis or rules like the mandatory order of a king krishna however is the prabhu supreme lord and the creator of all vidhis rules as well as brahmas and regulations etc how can there be any fear of negative reaction for such a lord dear devotees if you are not convinced sri hari suri gives another reason ಸಂಭಾವನಾ so dear parikshit ding mood vrittir vidhir the original vidhi brahma yan maya kalana samarthatishuno even the original vidhi brahma became perplexed in trying to understand his maya when did that happen that happened when brahma tried to steal the cows and cowherd boys when brahma saw his maya he became perplexed ding mood vritti vidhir and then when he became perplexed he understood he had committed an offense then what did he do yat pade sharini bhavan vidhi brahma with his four heads nata chatur murdha he touched all his four heads and aap nishpapatam then brahma became freed of his offense do you understand varikshit brahma the original vidhi the creator of all rules and regulations he had to free himself from his own offense by touching his head to the lotus feet of this personality who is this personality swatantra adya padasya he is the original platform of all freedom satyavachasas his words will never fail 
tasya prabhor achyutasya and he is achyuta who never falls from his position tat asya tatkrita lekha langhana bhiya ka nama sambhavana so what is the possibility of fear of disobeying vidhi created by vidhi what is the possibility of disobeying of fear of disobeying the rules created by vidhi brahma so this is the translation even vidhi or brahma became fully perplexed in all directions while trying to understand the lord's maya thereafter brahma fell down at his lotus feet with his four heads and thus attained complete cleansing of heart the supreme lord is the foundational stone of supreme independence and his words are always true then how can there be any possibility of fear of disobeying the vidhi's rules created by vidhi brahma shri suri doesn't stop here further he says pitralekha pramaha putra na pita putra lekhadhi dharma esho bhavat sustho na dharmam shosti kaschana pitralekha pramaha putra the father certifies the son the father writes on his will this is the name of my son i am declaring my property these are the rules na pita putra lekhadi the son never makes a will in the name of the father the son can never certify the father dear parikshit understand this fact dharma esha bhava susto therefore it is perfectly religious na adharma amsho sikasti kaschana krishna is the father of vidhi will vidhi brahma certify krishna whether he is pious or impious or will krishna certify vidhi will the father certify the son or will the son certify the father of course the father certifies the son therefore there is absolutely no irreligiosity in krishna's acts have no doubts about it so this is the translation the father's alekha will becomes applicable to the son the son's alekha will never affect the father by this eternal law krishna is never forced to accept any writings of vidhi of brahma and no irreligiosity is present in his acts this was nicely proven through krishna's activities still if somebody has a small tinge of you know doubts then hari suri says you know do you think that by hearing these past times you will get contaminated you will become irreligious do you think hear carefully again what i am saying यदि धर्मस्तम चरित्रम कथम शृण्वताम सदर्मापहारी तथो निर्णय स्पष्ट एवजनी स्वयं कर्तमीशोन्यथा कर्तमीश यदि सदर्मस्तम चरित्रम इफ दिस कैरेक्टर ऑफ कृष्ण इफ दिस पास टाइम्स ऑफ कृष्ण इज अधर्म इज इरिलीजियसिटी ओ लिसनर if this characteristic of krishna if these pastimes of krishna are irreligiosity katham shrinvatam syad adharma apahari then how did listeners we listeners like shukadev goswami shukadev goswami is saying then how when we heard it from vyasadev how did all our sins become destroyed all our karma become destroyed if krishna's pastimes are irreligious then how is it that those who listen to it faithfully have all their karma and all their sins destroyed तथो निर्णय स्पष्ट एवजनिंग इज क्लियर ऑन द वॉल स्वयं कर्तमीशो अथाकर्तमीशो ही हू मेक्स द रूल्स कैन ऑल्सो ब्रेक द रूल्स एंड दैट इज द केस विथ कृष्णफुल सोल इफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड्स एक्टिविटी इज कंसिस्ट ऑफ अधर्म देन हाउ विल दीज एक्ट रिमूव ऑल द सीन्स ऑफ दोज हू लिसन टू देम देर फोर द कंक्लूजन इज एक्सट्रीमली क्लियर 
the lord who sets the rules and regulations of scriptures can also act contrary to them at any point of time <laughs> dear devotees if somebody still has a tiny fragment of a fragment of doubt remaining and sri hari suri says last argument i am giving to you please hear carefully स्वर्णद्यामतिपूति गंधसलिलाश करे चैंदवे स्पर्श शूद्र तेर भक्ष भजना शक्ति कथम पावके अर्के दूरस संग्रहा चेत्याद सत्प्रश्न क्रेन मूर्खोस्मी जानता प्रभुकृत वाच्यम न वाच्यम क्वचे there are some people hari suri says who ask always such doubtful questions then he lists various doubtful questions first swarna dyamati puti gandha salila sparsha swarnadi ganga is known as swarnadi because she comes from swarga swarnadi swarna dyam in ganga ati puti gandha salila sparsha how does the water of gutters touch ganga some people have this doubt kare chaindave and other people have a doubt in the way moon kare it by its rays by its hands how does the moon sparsha shudra tater touch even the you know residences of the shudras and chandalas and the low fallen people you know how is it that the moon touches these people by its rays the moon should not touch them because the moon is dear devotees the moon is known as dvijaraj one of the names of the moon is dvijaraj dvijaraj means lord of the brahmanas if he is the lord of the brahmanas he should avoid coming in close contact with those who are traditionally considered as untouchables but why does the moon touch all of these people you know another doubtful person asks a question अभक्ष भजना शक्ति कथम पावके पावक फायर अभक्ष भजना शक्ति वाई इज इट अटैच सो मच टू ईटिंग ईच एंड एवरी नॉन सेंस थिंग दैट इज फेड टू इट एवरी नॉन सेंस थिंग विच इज फेड एवरी पीस ऑफ डर्ट मीट एनी थिंग विच इज फेड टू इट इट हैपीली इट्स हाउ इज इट दैट फायर इट्स एवरी थिंग एवरी नॉन सेंस थिंग एवरी पीस ऑफ गार्बेज हैपीली अर्के दूर संग्रहाणुसरणम another person asks another foolish doubt arke sun why does the sun absorb durasa you know you know durasa means uh, liquids which are pungent you know liquids which are bad for example somebody's waste urine etc so the sun absorbs all of that how is it that the sun absorbs all of those liquids so you know these people may be having these doubts shri hari suri says chet cha iti adi asat prashnakrit so all these people who ask these foolish doubts you can ask these foolish doubts no problem but when it comes to this pastime murkhosmin iti janata prabhu kritau understand murkho asmin in this regard of raslila i am murkha i am fool if you are asking these doubts about other deities no problem about ganga you ask about moon you ask about you know fire you ask about sun you ask but when it comes to krishna understand murkhosmin i am a fool 
प्रभु कृतौ वाच्यम न वाच्यम क्वचित एंड इन दीज एक्टिविटीज ऑफ कृष्ण नेवर अटर अ सिंगल वर्ड दैट्स इट सो दिस इज द ट्रांसलेशन हाउ कैन प्यूट्रेड वॉटर गेट मिक्सड विथ गंगा हाउ कैन द कर हैंड्स रेज ऑफ द मून द किंग अमंग ट्वाइस बॉन्ड टच द शूद्रस हाउ कैन अग्नि कंज्यूम रिजेक्टेड फूड स्टफ्स how can the sun absorb foul substances a person who is used to asking such foolish questions may freely do so but when it comes to the lord's past times even such a person should understand murkhosmin i am a fool and never ever raise such doubts dear devotees ras leela is such a leela we glorify this leela if somebody thinks that it is lust and you know there is maan there is pride there is anger and so many you know emotions which are contrary to devotional service then please rethink our acharyas shrila jeeva goswami say we worship the lust anger pride and greed of krishna and the gopis anakeli kalau lupta dharma maryada yor bhaje radha madhava yo kama lobha dambha madanritam shri jeeva goswami says i worship the lust greed deceit pride and falsities of radha and madhav who have lost all sense of worldly religiosity while displaying their loving quarrel in the past time such as dana such as rasalila etc radha and madhav have lost all sense of worldly religiosity they are engaged in their transcendental lust anger greed pride falsities i worship all of that i worship lust i worship greed i worship deceit i worship pride i worship falsities jiva goswami boldly declares so dear devotees please do not have doubts we have to worship this transcendental lust of bhagwan that is the success of our lives finally shri shukadev goswami says to krishna to parikshit maharaj what is the result of being faithful to rasalila if you faithfully hear what will happen this is the phala shruti the result of hearing ras panchadhyay vikriditam rajavadhu biridam cha vishnu shraddhan vitonu shrunayad thavarnayedhyah bhaktim param bhagavati pradilabhya kamam radrogamashvapahinotya chirena dhirah shushukadev goswami says anyone who faithfully hears or describes the lord's playful affairs with the young gopis of vrindavan will attain the lord's pure devotional service and thus he will quickly become sober and conquer lust the disease of the heart dear devotees this is our rambaan this is the unfailing weapon that we have to conquer the king of this universe the so called king of this universe named cupid so if we want to conquer cupid we have to have a superior weapon in our hand and these past times of krishna when they are heard faithfully they are that superior weapon which we can immediately present in front of kamadev and tell him do you have any reply to this any weapon which can counteract this sakshan manmatha manmatha even he was defeated by krishna in the rasalila so what weapon will he have against the narrations of rasalila nothing at all dear devotees with this dear devotees i conclude the third and the final part of the presentation on the rasapanchadhyayi 
with the final statement yadatra skharitam kinchit vidvam sahapurayantu tat yadatra saushthavam kinchit tad guru reva me nahi yadatra skhalitam kinchit if there was any mistake you know vidvamsa you are all learned devotees purayantu tat you please fill the gaps but yadatra saushthavam kinchit there was anything nice tad guru reva me nahi it belongs only and only and only to my guru janas it doesn't belong to me thank you very much dear devotees jagat guru shila prabhupad ki jai hare krishna thank you so much hari parshad prabhu for this nectarian three sessions uh, like i mentioned yesterday i know you can speak one whole class and just one one of these verses or even more so we're so grateful that you have spent these three days with us and brought all your study deep study and devotion um sharing this with all of us is really very very we're very very grateful for that i actually want to share this with our viewers i remember we were having a conversation sometime a couple of years back and you were uh, sharing one of the verses that you composed in one of the sessions and i said prabhu you should compile this you should make this into a book and at that point something very wonderful that you said touched me so deeply you mentioned that you know there are acharyas waiting for 200 years for their compilations to be composed they should be done first and i thought that was so beautiful so on behalf of the gbc spt and all the vaishnavas that have joined here we pray to our dear lordship that they bless you more and more and we are soon you can accomplish this wonderful task that you have taken to hand by you know putting together the commentaries on um in different languages hindi and english for shripad harishwari's commentaries and we're eagerly looking forward to whatever is going to be released soon so thank you so much hari parshad prabhu thank you and um thank you so much to all our viewers for joining in and listening so attentively it really inspires when we have such a wonderful audience we do not have any questions but a lot of gratitude for your time and effort and your deep study of shastra it's very inspirational to see that So thank you so much everyone for joining us today and thank you so much to our viewers please take a minute to um subscribe to our YouTube channel Facebook channel share this series uh these three session series that are available on our YouTube channel if you look for them share them with your family and friends and we look forward to seeing you again all tomorrow thank you very much Hari Prabhu thank you so much Jai Shri Prabhu Jai Shri Prabhu Jai